Hello, it's Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. Um, you know that if you're here because you clicked on the logo thingy, but, you know, it's professional to say it, so there we go. Um, you know, housekeeping is surprisingly, I don't have much to say at the top of the podcast here, um, other than you all are wonderful. Thank you to everybody who has reviewed and left really sweet reviews it's it's interesting apple right now like i won't see like somebody will review and then i won't see so i have a bunch to like i usually share them to my instagram and i've saved a bunch to share like in a lump so i'm gonna do that and i want to remind everybody that once we hit 200 reviews reviews between apple and spotify i will get to shove pie in my husband's face which is honestly like after you know what like y'all don't know this and i don't know if you can tell for those of you who follow me on instagram who've seen the video but that pie was half frozen and when he shoved it in my face it was still half frozen and he had no mercy it wasn't like a lovely like light he like put that in my face like you you can see my hands in the video i am pushing back against him and my legs are swinging because i'm like this may be how he chooses to kill me pie so i'm going to get him back um with your help thank you so Imagine my surprise this morning as I'm sitting in my bed, because that's where I record this podcast from the comfort of my mattress. And I am like, will today be the day we get an ace? Will it? Will it be the day? And it was. Just like, whew, it fell out of the deck. Two cards. I said, okay, deck, I need a, I need, you know, card for the episode and a card for the collective reading and two cards immediately poofed out. And it was the ace of cups and the collective reading, which I'll tell you later with some veiled reference to VeggieTales. Um, except it's not so veiled. <laughs> so we're talking about the Ace of Cups. There is a lot to talk about with the Aces, and I'm kind of surprised that Universe, Source, Higher Power, Luck of the Draw, quite literally, decided to keep Aces pretty much near the end. Like, quite frankly, we have like, what, like seven-ish cards to go now? I'm bad at math. Uh, until we move on to like the next part of teaching tarot, um, the next part of the podcast, which is fucking crazy. Getting to start now with the aces is very interesting because it really does feel like a gift. And the aces are, aces are gift. They are gifts from source, from whatever your higher power is, whether that's your subconscious, whether that's your, you know, whether that's whatever deity you prescribe to, whether that's literally the universe itself. Um, it is a, when you get an ace, you are being welcomed. You are being given a gift of something and that it is your job to figure out how to use that gift. And from the ace moving forward to the 10, we are in, we are now in an apprenticeship with source, with whatever, with that element, with that ace. We are accumulating those aces we are building those aces we are growing we are literally going from one atom to many atoms we are in the process if you will of expanding so if you didn't look at it like necessarily like collecting more like you know in the case here you get one you get one coffee mug and now you have like 17 coffee mugs or 30 coffee mugs or whatever in your cabinet um you can also look at this as like getting bigger one of my favorite metaphors but this is for the this is for the suit of wands is that like you start with one little spark with the Ace of Wands, and it grows by the end in the Ten of Wands, like the metaphor of it not just being like 10 candles, but it being this huge fire. So the metaphor isn't so much that you're collecting all these different candelabras, but it's that you are literally 
growing your flame. And so here in the Ace of Cups, it's kind of this like, here is a cup of water, make an ocean. How do you make an ocean? Collect that rain. How do you do that? So anyway, that's kind of the motif that you're getting with the aces. It is you are being given an element and it is now your job to make it bigger. Let's start with talking about the Ace of Cups as a card. So the Aces all have, in the Smith Rider Waite deck, of course, um, this isn't the case for all decks, but I'm teaching using the Smith Rider Waite, but you have a hand coming out of a cloud. So this is a fey hand, source's hand, God's hand, the universe's hand. You're, if your deity is your higher self, then this is your higher self's hand, whatever. Um, and they are giving to you something. In this case, it's a cup. In their, in their hand, um, they've got a cup. Um, the cup is, has water coming out of it like a fountain. There is a little dove. It's a white dove. And they have a little cracker, a little circle in their mouth that they are seemingly looks like they're dipping into the cup. Um, the water that is pouring out of the cup is pouring into a pond filled with lily pads. And then it almost looks like rain, like raining um, between like little water droplets. And those are yodes. And yodes are used in the tarot specifically by Pamela Coleman Smith to kind of indicate like the touch of touch of God, word of God, like coming back to fate in some way, like almost like a faded like God touch. Um, and they're used throughout the tarot to kind of like bring us back to the concept of fate, source, deity, or meant to be in that aspect. I want to talk about, though, the significance of the cup here. In the Ace of Cups, the reference, and again, this is because Pamela Coleman Smith, her art, it has a lot of Christian, like, symbology, not because she was Christian or because we should use Christianity and tarot together. It's just the symbology that she chose to use. This is important here because this is this cup, this ace of cups is the Holy Grail. You may absolutely think of that as an Indiana Jones reference if you are not comfortable with the Bible, um, which there that sounded bad. But you get what I'm saying. The Holy Grail, <laughs> it's mythology is that you can drink from the Grail and maintain your youth. Um, that's kind of the legend of it. Um, like you drink from the grail, you live forever. Jesus, supposedly the Holy Grail, is this cup he drank out of you, like um, for the first communion at the Last Supper. So, you know, the night that he was arrested, he and his disciples had a great big feast thing. And Jesus knew he, this was his whole, like, one of you will betray me with a kiss. And you know, Judas was like, I would never. Um, and everyone else was like, we would never. But anyway, they they have this communion together. And this is the this is where we see Jesus say, this is my bread, eat it and eat my body. And this is a cup of wine, but also hello, my blood. And, you know, like subtle vampirism gets introduced to the to the religion. What we're looking at here is a dove, which is a symbol for peace, which is a symbol for I don't want to say purity, um, even though the whole idea of water is that you can be washed clean, um, specifically in regards to the church. So what we're looking here is we're looking at a dove, which also has a lot of religious um, significance and specifically in Christianity. It was a after the flood, it was a dove who brought back a like olive branch back to Noah and his big boat and said, hello, there are trees now come out of your big boat. Um, that was their indicator that things had been 
you know, God sent a flood to wash clean the sins of humankind or whatever. And uh, then, you know, he put Noah on an ark with a bunch of animals in duplicate for 40 days. And eventually a dove came back with an olive branch. And that's how they knew to get out. The whole idea there is that water washed everything clean. The flood was ordained by God. So you can essentially like you can trust that this is something that was supposed to happen. The whole, you know, with Jesus, like this is communion. He taught us how to do communion. And then that night he was arrested and then days later was crucified. So the idea here is that this dove, the symbol for peace, the symbol for purity, I guess, even though like Pamela Coleman Smith, her idea of purity and what she was trying to convey is not our weird idea of purity, which involves like weird little rings that where we promise our virginity till marriage. The idea of purity here is talking about something being completely washed away, a fresh new start. Water is cleaning us. Water is almost like cleansing us of something, cleansing our energy, cleansing the space, um, recharging us, right? Making a new. Um, and then the communion here is reminding us that we are, it's not telling us, it's not communion as in Jesus Christ, communion, Catholicism, communion, Protestantism. It is more like communing with the self. And we see this then, that idea of communion replicated in the Two of Cups, which we go into next, where you have someone who is dressed very similarly to the high priestess bringing and having communion with someone who is very similar to the fool. So it's this idea of intuition versus humanism, pure humanism coming together and communing with each other, which is literally in the Ace of Cups, you the human, you the fool. And then the hand of intuition, the hand of source, the hand of your higher self and the ace of cups giving you something. So in the two of cups, it's our chance to meet with that and then expand, grow, heal and have that communion. So in the ace of cups, what we're being given is a chance to dive into our internal world. It's a chance to completely wash away everything we thought we knew. It is a chance to commune with source and therefore commune with ourselves it is a chance to essentially meet, how do I say this without, because not everybody that reads tarot is going to be pagan. Not everybody who reads tarot is even going to be, you know, that like completely atheist. The idea is that you are communing with something that wants to show you a deeper world full of emotion. And, you know, so the suit of cups, this is our introduction to emotion, intuition, our, uh, our dreams, our subconscious, this is our ability to, um, this is our gift of feeling love, understanding how deep we can go, our empathy, all of those things. And in the Ace of Cups, we're, be we're being given this cup and it says, hey, drink from this, because once you drink from this, you're moving past the suit of wands where everything is primal human instinct. And now you're moving deeper into yourself and what it really means to be filled, filled with purpose with intuition, with empathy, love, compassion, with life. The idea of the suit of cups is that water is life and blood is life. Water and blood have very specific correlations because of the one, the idea of communion that's kind of symbolized here, especially with the little wafer. So it's taking your body and its needs, which we learn a lot about in the suit of wands, and we're dipping it into the water. And now we are allowing ourselves to be completely succumbed in our own inner world and what our beliefs are, what we think, what we, it's easy to be told what we believe, what we should believe. It is a point for every single one of us at a certain point where we 
get old enough that we're like, we start questioning, why do my parents say this? Do I actually believe that? Do I actually want to vote that way? Do I actually believe this doctrine I'm being taught? Do I actually agree with the style of parenting? What do I think? What do I believe? What do I want? What do I desire? Source here is giving you a cup to fill. They're saying, take this and learn more about you. Take this cup, take this drop of water, and please make a fucking ocean out of it. Go fucking crazy. And that's why we get, we see all of these cups. We go from ponds to rivers to streams to oceans throughout this suit. And as we see more cups kind of collected with us, more chances to commune with ourselves, more chances to commune with others, more chances to share our wisdom, our beliefs, our morals, our love, our compassion, our empathy, our dreams. I may have said that twice now. Um, all of those things expand us. Our inner world is as deep and large and as complex as an ocean on the inside. We as humans are more than 70% water. This is why the suit of cups is also so inexplicably tied to the moon. Inexplicably was probably the wrong word there, but so intricately tied to the moon is a is a better word. That's um, because the moon pushes and pulls and brings and it pushes and pulls the tides. It's why we're so affected by moons as well. We just had a full moon in Pisces and holy fucking shit, the dreams I had, y'all. <laughs> like literally just like the wildest dreams. Um, but that's due to the fact that we are water. We are influenced by that. We are influenced by source. We're influenced by our inner worlds and not just by our own inner worlds, but by the inner world and the inner workings of, you know, earth itself, which has its own secrets, its own things it wants to share with you. The Ace of Cups and the Holy Grail is also something that, and you you kind of see this played out and like, it, which is a fictional story by Dan Brown, but it's called... Um, the Da Vinci Code. And then if you've read a book, which I highly recommend to anybody who kind of struggles with like moving from indoctrinated religion towards a more spiritual practice, it's called, um, it's by Megan Watterson. It's called Mary Magdalene Revealed. Um, and one of the things there is that the Holy Grail was actually, it can actually be talked about as a womb. Um, I don't, I think that that can be kind of an isolating experience specifically because I don't think that genderizing the tarot ever is a good idea because I do feel like it can isolate a lot of things or minimize our view on cards. Like for instance, Empress versus Emperor, if we looked at them and instead of looking at like, what would it mean to be cyclic and what would it mean to embody that stable energy? Not that male is stable and female is cyclic, but when you look at it, it is okay. Empress is female and Emperor is male you're completely minimizing our role in each card and other people's as well. You're not getting the full spectrum of that card or the full message of that card. So if you take a step back and you take a step back away from like the gendering of it, you get a lot more meat and a lot more connection with each energy. That is the empress versus the emperor or the high priestess versus the hierophant. You know, when you step away from that duality. So when you're talking about the Holy Grail, you are, you can be talking about that womb, that womb that builds life, creates life, grows life. And in that aspect, you're also looking at like going from a drop of water to an ocean, but this is like a cell to a whole baby. And while that symbology may resonate well with a 
lot of people. It may not with others. So while I do want to mention that because it is kind of part of the symbology of the Holy Grail, um, I don't want to hyper fixate on that um, because at the end of the day, if we're looking at it as a cup and the Holy Grail, I mean, like a cup could be a womb. It could also be your amount of spoons, like how many spoons you have. If you're a neurodivergent or you have a chronic illness, you have this, there's this concept of spoons and the spoons are kind of like how, when you're going through your day, how much energy you have to give. And sometimes it can take more spoons to do certain things. But the whole point is that at the end of the day, if you make it to the end of the day and you ran out of spoons at noon, the rest of your day, you're going to be burnt out. This relates back to the suit of cups, because until you grow your ocean, you have only so much water before you are dry and you need a chance to refill. We can't keep ourselves in a constant state of dreamland, behind the veil, intuition. We have to refill, recharge, cleanse, come back. And the Ace of Cups, the Ace of Cups, when you pull this in a reading, it's a gift. It's a reminder to drink some water. It's a reminder to remember what you believe. Remember what you care about. Remember what what fills you. It's a it's a reminder of you were given purpose. You're here for a reason. You have you are God touched. You are wanted. You are capable of creating oceans from droplets. It's permission to it is literally permission to grow. It's permission to accumulate. It's permission to learn. It's a permission to grow bigger, get bigger, let your ideas get bigger, take up space within reason. Um, the aces are little presents. Whenever you get them, it is literally source saying hello. The really beautiful thing about the Ace of Cups is that it's the only time we see, um, it's the only suit we see the Ace come back later. In the Four of Cups, we see the hand that we see in the Ace of Cups come back in to the person who's sitting there looking at their three cups, and they're either satisfied with their three cups or they're thinking to themselves, is this all I get? These cups are empty. And then Source comes back in and says, hey, remember you have purpose. Remember you have you have people cheering for you. Remember you have the universe on your side. Remember that you're God, you're a higher power, you're Source, you're a higher self, like we are always working for you. You are, We always want to fill you up with more than you think you need or think you deserve or or see in front of you. If I were, if somebody were to ask me for a relationship reading and I pull the Ace of Cups, I would say, you know what? It's It sounds to me here like there's space to be filled, like there's, there's space to explore. Like this is not a promise of true love or this is not a promise of yes, like Yes, this is going to work out. This is a promise of there's room to explore here. This is time for you to decide what you want. You pull this like, should I should I leave my job? Should I find something else? You pull the Ace of Cups like, hey, this feeling you're having, <laughs> the message is this feeling you're having means that it's time for you to explore your options. Like this is a gift. This feeling of unsettledness is a gift. You're either going to decide that, no, you really want to stay at your job and you're going to find contentment there and you're going to find fulfillment at the end of this quandarying you're doing, or you're going to be like, you know what? This job does not fulfill me anymore and I want to explore XYZ options. Aces are gifts. And whenever you get them, you're being, you're, it's the aces are saying, hey, that idea you had was good. Ace of swords. That feeling you have, chase it, expand on it, Ace of Cups, Ace of Wands. Hey, that idea, that idea that made you feel alive for a second, that feeling that made you spark, make that bigger. 
light that up, throw some gasoline on it. Or, you know, the Ace of Pentacles, plant that fucking seed and start. Bring that into your outside world. The Aces are all gifts. They are chances. They are abilities for us to take the hand. And if we don't take the hand, if we don't take what's given to us, it doesn't mean it's gone forever. It just means that it will come back. And that is the message that we see in the Four of Cups where the Ace comes back. Hey, remember that thing that you didn't take up or you didn't do because it wasn't time? Do you think it's time now? Aces are gifts. They are reminders that we are connected to Source. And I definitely needed that reminder, you know. Um, So I'm really glad that I was able to talk about this card today. It is a very, aces are incredibly nuanced. And in the Smith Rider weight deck, they are very, um, specifically the Ace of Cups is very religiously themed. So if that like triggers some, some people, like I'm like, um, just remember that the idea is that, um, just remember that the idea is that like in Indiana Jones, the Holy Grail was just a simple wooden cup. It wasn't this ornate goblet. It wasn't this beautifully, intricately designed stemmed glass. It was just a wooden thing. And the whole purpose here is to take something that seems unassuming and alchemize it and create amazing, crazy, beautiful things because you have the capacity to do so. You have the capacity to create, to dream, to love to empathize, to grow, to expand your inner world, your creativity, the things that you love. It is your chance to find your purpose, even if all you feel like is a little wooden cup. And how many of us have not had times where all we feel like is a little wooden cup? But we have all of us so much potential. And the Ace of Cups is there to remind us that we're, it's the magic of going outside and You get caught in a downpour. And at first, you know, like you have two options. You can either be like, motherfucker, I'm caught in a downpour or or it's I'm going to fucking embrace this. It's that moment of do you lift your head up to the sky and just like allow yourself to kind of like find that baptism in it? Or do you feel a little drowned in it? The Ace of Cups is there to remind us that we have an option. And that's not me saying toxic positivity always because it's not like we are we are we are given anger and sadness and despair and regret, we are given those emotions for a reason because we need them as humans. They guide us different places. They allow us to have different emotions. The Ace of Cups just allows us to hold your hand out and collect some of it. The Ace of Cups is communion with Source. It is Source reminding you that you are as purposeful, as magical, as deep, as beautiful and complex as Source itself because you are literally of it. You are literally of, you are literally energy that cannot be created or destroyed. You are like water. Water is completely like cyclical, like cyclical. The water that's raining outside my window right now will eventually <laughs> evaporate, go back to the clouds so that it can rain again. And that's what we are too. And that's what our energy will do too. And it's what our bodies will do too. We are in constant, we will literally <laughs> and metaphorically we will repeat cycles. And the gift is that we get better each time and we get a bigger container each time. And we are reminded that we are from source, part of source, part of the universe. We matter and we have more purpose than we can understand. And it's our job and our duty and our pleasure to explore that through ourselves and through the gift of ourselves and the gift of 
our unique thought processes and the things that we care about and all of that. Okay, so as we all know, it is that part of the podcast where I do an entire rundown of singing in the rain outside my window. You won't see it, but you will hear it. Nope, it's the collective reading. The collective reading this week is the Knight of Wands. <laughs> um, court cards are double elemented, so we're working with the concept of air and fire this coming week. Um, this is also the card of like action. This is a, we're also, by the way, hey all, um, we're in Mercury retrograde. So this is... I, I kind of hate the idea. I get, so one, I don't like to be told what to do. So I hate it when people say, hey, it's Mercury retrograde. Don't do things. I more or less think that, and we have to do things. We have to make decisions. Mercury retrograde is just kind of a reminder that it's like, hey, like if you meet a roadblock, plan an, plan an exit route. Like don't let, don't let things, don't let possible roadblocks stop you from going. Allow yourself the fun, the pleasure, the joy, the lust, the creativity, the instinct to move forward and just in your head, allow space for a detour. Allow space for a detour. Mercury retrograde, you know, you're going to have like as humans, as people, as like realistic fucking people who live in this realistic fucking world, you can't avoid decision making. You can't you can't avoid all of those different things. Mercury retrograde, if nothing else, gives us a chance to just think it gives us the space to maybe just think a little farther ahead, like give yourself some space and some grace to work stuff out, to plan for a detour if one's needed or to expect the unexpected, but still forge ahead with your plans because your plans matter and they don't need to be derailed because roadblocks are not signs from the universe that that something shouldn't happen or shouldn't work out. Sometimes roadblocks are just reminders of, hey, how bad do you want this? Because life's going to get in the way anyway. So if you still feel called to this, if you still feel led to it, Go for it. This is not me telling you that if you're this is not me telling you to stay in toxic relationships of any kind. This is me saying if you want to if you have written a book, let's say you've written a book and you're querying, trying to get it read and you keep getting rejections. The rejections do not mean your book's not good and to stop doing it. It just means how bad do you want this plan for a detour plan for another route? GPS that shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying don't let roadblocks stop you from making plans towards getting what you want. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. If you enjoy, please rate, subscribe, and review. And um, also, if you don't, please rate, subscribe, and review. That's totally fine. I am accountable and want, always want to improve the podcast. I do have some research coming to talk about the differences between the Thoth deck and the Smith Rider Weight deck. And I was going to sit down and do that for this coming week. And then a bunch of other things popped up just like in my personal life. So I really didn't have the um, capacity to do a whole bunch of extra research this week, not capacity in emotional space and also in literal time. But it is something that I'm working on and I'm looking at. And I'm I'm also I don't want to just like willy nilly talk about it because Alistair Crawley was an incredibly controversial and not super great person. So I want to be able to talk about a deck that people are like that are like is essentially sold everywhere. But I also want to do it in like a really respectful, educated way because it was requested. So um, which just involves a lot of research because you don't want to half ass those things. So I am still planning on talking about that. Thank you, Christine, for the recommendation. And um, also, bye. <laughs> I'm, I will stop speaking now.